VOC Breakfast, weekdays 6.30 to 9am, only on The Voice of the Cape. Welcome to it is Breakfast Now. Uh, COVID cases, uh, COVID-19 cases is on the rise. More employees are testing positive, leaving employers in a state of disarray. Now, in today's special edition of the Labour Lowdown, you're on Breakfast. We chat about the obligations of employers and employees during the second wave and how the Health and Safety Act benefits both those, that of the employer and the employee during this critical time. A labor expert, he holds a master's in labor law. He's a registered commissioner at the CCMA and is currently on leave and he broke up with VOC already two weeks ago, but we managed to bring him back uh, just for the special edition of the Labor Lowdown. Shahid Abad, assalamu alaikum. Hey, assalamu alaikum, uh, Gulam, Fakir, how are you doing? I'm very well, alhamdulillah, and shukran so much for availing yourself again this morning. Uh, no problem, I'm talking to you out of the lovely... Uh, Suburb of Santon at Kurtuba Hotel. Um, oh, nice. A lovely place, yeah. Yeah, you it's should go. Wherever you're up in Joburg, this is the place to stay. Yeah, no, absolutely. Shukran Shahid, you must go and check out the beaches there in Joburg. They say it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is why I left the beaches around. You know, came England. <laughs> uh, Shahid, let's get into the show this morning quickly. This morning, we're looking at the obligations of the employer and the employee during the COVID 19, especially now, you know, that we've reached the second wave. Many people or employees and even employers, they are testing positive for COVID-19. Now, with more employees testing more positive for COVID-19, yeah. when does the Health and Safety Act kicks in? And I'm going to keep into a scenario quickly. Somebody tests positive yeah. for COVID-19, especially after the second wave and the variant of the, sec- um, of, of, of the virus. And um, the employee gets up and says, you know what, I'm leaving because two people tested positive in this place yeah. and nothing is being, um, being done about it. And the employee leaves and goes directly mm-hmm. to, the, to, to the lab to have um, him or her tested. And uh, the employer now says, for example, that you had no right to leave. And, yeah. um, but the employee not giving too many options as well. Let's look at the Health and Safety Act. Just break sure. that down fast quickly. All right. So, <clears throat> you know, during the first wave and second wave, I've had the fortunate experience of uh, being involved in um, discussions with employers and the Department of Labor regarding this. So, you know, uh, Gulam, we've always had the um, Employment Health and Safety Act uh, in our country, and that was, you know, gave us very stringent requirements um, before COVID even to ensure that the workplace is safe for every employee that enters our workplace, right? Um, From that time that person comes in uh, with regards to even alcohol testing, you know, medical testing, things things like that. So we have an obligation long before COVID to ensure that the workplace is safe. When COVID came out, additional regulations were given, um, you know, in the form of um, memorandums from the minister um, and so on of labor, uh, placing an obligation on employers to take extra precautions when it comes to COVID. Now, at what stage does the employer have to sort of shut down, sanitize, um, and take the matter seriously. So the Department of Labor's guidance is that if there's two cases of COVID within a period of 48 hours, you need to close down the office or your facility. You need to fully sanitize, um, deep or what they call deep clean or whatever. Send your employees home, and they can then obviously come back uh, to the workplace. You know, after that, you cannot sanitize with people sitting, you know, at the offices or working in the in the place because I mean these chemicals are also not uh, good for the health. Exactly. So the the requirement is, or the guidance is that within a 40, within a forty eight hour period, if you have two ca- uh, two cases of COVID or more, you should shut it down. Now, the further obligation on us is that every case of COVID must be reported to the Department of Labor. This is from wave one already. This is from March. 
2020 already. Mm. Every case of COVID, you need to make uh, contact with a labor inspector. There's a full report that you need to give in terms of where this person uh, contact, uh, contracted COVID, when did this person report it, when did this person go to the doctor, all of that kind of thing. So, Gulam, you know, people are becoming a little bit, uh, I would say, negligent when it comes to reporting these issues to the Department of Labor and, you know, taking care of the health of, 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 of everybody else. Now, the second wave is, is, is worse. I mean, you know, we have so much more cases of COVID. We do not have ventilators in the hospitals and mm. things like this. Mm. And I'm very surprised that uh, employers are still not taking the, the necessary precautions that they have. Now, let's come back to the guy <clears throat> that left the workplace. Look, I also need to um, caution employees that, you know, the normal regulations with regards to workplace, uh, workplaces still obviously, you know, is there. So you need permission to, to leave the workplace. However, you know, when does insubordination kick in? Insubordination is not seen as insubordination when somebody's health and safety is at risk. That person then can obviously refuse to follow a reasonable instruction. A reasonable instruction is that you need to inform me when you leave the workplace. In this particular case, you, it's not a reasonable instruction anymore because, you know, I have two COVID cases. You may be sitting in close proximity. It might be a call center or whatever the case may be. I would then advise the, the person to leave. However, do not just leave and do nothing about it. Go get testing, maybe report to the Department of Labor mm. and so on. Mm. A reminder to all the employees out there, there is definitely, um, you know, the Department of Labor is very open to entertaining, obviously, calls from employee, uh, employees. And I will also then advise employers to ensure that they have, uh, you know, covered themselves with regards to the reports that they've sent in of every case of COVID that they've investigated and so on. The Department of Labor will then come in, do the necessary inspections, and, you know, they'll check whether there has been, obviously, tracing, uh, trace investigations, because you need to trace and you need to be able to show that if an employee had COVID in your workplace, did you do any tra- uh, contact tracing um, investigations, who was in contact with this person, mm. did you isolate this, uh, these people and so on. So the Department of Labor would want to see all of that. Yeah. And the Department of Labor, as you know, has the right to issue compliance orders, compliance orders that are not uh, complied with, obviously end up in the labor court, but there's massive fines that can be imposed on the employer. So this thing is, you know, uh, it is extremely serious, and I'm really surprised that um, we still have employers out there want to run the operations when they have more than two cases of COVID within a 48-hour period. You know, it's a different matter if the person got ill at home, stayed at home, phone in, you know, never came to the workplace. That's yeah. a different matter. But when the person has been at the workplace, even for more than an hour or two, one should actually then, you know, do trace investigations and things like that, or contact tracing, and then um, take the necessary precautions with the employees who are, who are left to work there. Shahid, you know I what mean, is... Sorry, no, go ahead. No, I don't know if you have any questions. At the yes, no, absolutely. In fact, you make a very valid point with regards to the tracing. And I think that yes. that is what uh, most employers are getting wrong at this point in time. Yeah. If somebody yeah. have tested positive in your place yesterday or the day before and you went to go and fog your place, you know, yesterday or tonight or whatever. Yeah. And, um, you know, but and, and another employee have been in contact with that employee who tested positive. You've got to do the tracing properly in order for you to absolutely. establish whether or not you need to fog that place again, because the one that 
tested negative was yeah. still in contact with the one who tested positive, who still reported to work mm. then thereafter. So yeah. I think a lot of employers are getting that wrong. Let's look, mm. um, Shahid, you know, I, I, I want to maximize our times before you go back into your pool, but I wanted, yeah. to, I wanted to look at, you know, surely there has to be some sort of, um, you know, recourse for the employee if the employee wants to report him or her employer with regards to non-compliance. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there, there is an obligation on all employees, uh, sorry, employers, uh, to protect employees, you know, in these, in these kind of circumstances. I mean, everybody has the right to um, report non-compliance. It's then up to the Department of Labor to do a full investigation on that employer. And if they find nothing wrong, then obviously the employer has, uh, employer has done nothing wrong. Mm. If there are uh, areas of uh, improvement that must come through, then, you know, obviously that can be uh, dealt with. I was actually involved in one investigation, and the Department of Labor was very nice about it. They came in, they discussed with the, with the management team as to, you know, what exactly the steps were taken uh, in terms of the safe work uh, procedures of the of the facility. Uh, there were improvements with regards to sanitizer that must be placed at every workstation, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they came back within, like, I think it was seven days. Um, there a full investigation and review of all of that, and, and there were employees that reported it. But the Department of Labor also has an obligation to keep that anonymous, okay? So any employees who report these matters to the Department of Labor, I can assure you they will not get into any, any uh, sort of trouble. Um, they come in as a normal inspection. So employees must not be concerned about any recourse. If there is recourse, I can guarantee you. If an employee is dismissed or harassed for the purposes of um, ensuring safety in the workplace, and especially regarding COVID, I can tell you that, the employer will definitely lose that case against the employee. That employee will be reinstated. Um, so I do not think employees must worry about it. They have an obligation, as everybody else, with the, with the, with the um, employer, because you also know in many uh, organizations we have uh, safety reps, health and safety reps, and these are made up of normal employees from the shop floor. Right. In fact, the, the law places an obligation on us to have these uh, safety reps. So employees themselves have an obligation to speak up. Uh, about their own health and safety. So, so therefore, I would discourage uh, any employer who wants to harass an employee for taking up issues related to their own health and safety. Mm. Yes, um, do not be malicious about it. If there's reasonable issues that can be resolved between the employer and yourself, then, you know... Um, they do that amicably. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know? so- yeah, Shahid, let me just come in here also very quickly. You know, we were talking about the obligation of the employer. If somebody tests positive, um, you know, in your workplace, is it the obli- it, it does, is there any sort of, um, you know, rule with regards to the employer, um, informing the staff to say, listen, somebody have tested positive, um, in, you know, for COVID-19, you guys yeah. need to leave because we're going to sanitize this place. Or do, or is there a law that protects the employer to protect that? employee for argument's sake who tested positive in a nutshell yeah. um to not complicate the question somebody tested yeah. positive here in my place can i is there a reasonable expectation for my boss to tell me gulam somebody tested mm. positive in this place you guys have got to leave take your team and leave because we're going to sanitize mm. or can they withhold that information well this is this is uh, this has been since march um this year has been a very complex question you know that any medical um information and disclosures of medical information um you know is between a doctor and and a, and a patient it's mm. very confidential mm. so if i say to the and, and and this has been an issue that employees have been grappling with do i say that gulam contracted um you know um COVID? 
do I do I say that he's actually the guy, or do I keep it confidential because that information is actually legally confidential? So um, it's very complex. One has to then say, look, you know, an employee in the workplace tested positive for COVID. He's been here for more than two or three hours during yeah. the day. Uh, we're going to send all of you home. We're going to sanitize. That doesn't necessarily mean it must. You know, you must disclose the employee's identity. Get it. I, I know it's very difficult because. You know, operations can come to a standstill. Not everybody can afford this, especially if there's essential services like call centers uh, involved. Um, so one is to isolate maybe a section and say, look, an employee in the section tested positive, so we're going to send the section of employees home, for example. Or if there's um, no problem from the employee to disclose his or her name, um, you know, you can also do that. Many employers want to do a desktop exercise when it comes to contact tracing. Contact tracing is only best done when you speak to the employees. Like, Gulam, you around the officer there all day. Who did you have contact with? Yeah. Or any of you, did you have contact with Gulam? You know, you need to go out because you asked me the question. Yeah. Do you ask the employees themselves? Yes, you have to. I think in contact tracing, that is the best the best way to do it. Mm. You cannot do a desktop exercise and think, well, well I think Kula met with this person, he met with that person, or whatever the case may be. That is just absolutely wrong. It's not going to help. Mm. You know, I've had employers do that as well, where the unions got involved and said, how can you do that? You don't know where I've been the entire day. I was in the toilet, I was in the canteen, I was exactly. in the smoking area, whatever. I met with this one and that one. The best would be, to get everybody together and say, okay, we're in contact with this person. And then the identity of that person has to come out. But there's a procedure that must be followed. That has been sent out by the Department of Labor. It talks about contact tracing. It talks about interviewing the people who was involved. It talks about a full investigation and then reporting that matter to the mm. Department of Labor afterwards. No, so absolute sense, yeah. It's very complex, you know. And we as employers have to take a very... Um, I would say objective approach when it comes to this and leave the emotions out of it because mm. it is a life and death situation. You know, it sounds really bad when I say it like that, but that's what it is, you know? Wow. Well, let's leave it at that. I'm going to, you don't have to share comment on this, but I want you just to listen to this one um, message that came in on, sure. uh, on, my, on, my, on my WhatsApp line. It says, Salam Gulam, my friend and I both tested positive last month and my manager told us not to tell anyone at work. <laughs> oh, my word. You know, so that's the kind of thing, Gulam. We have yeah. those, kind of, those employers out there. It is really, really sad um, that that situation is, you know, people, uh, they put, they, people are putting profits you know, above people and the emotions and, and their health and things yeah. like that. I, I just, I just, uh, I think it's very sad. Um, we have to take precautions, all of us. You know, it only mm. really affects you when you are, um, somebody in your family is affected about, then you realize what you're actually doing. Absolutely. So, you know, we all, we all have people working in our organizations. We say that people are our greatest asset, and I think some, sometimes that's just lip service. Yeah. But during this time, we have to take precaution, make sure that our employees are safe, that they can actually work from home if, mm. if possible, or, you know, have time off and things like that. If, if government could make money available for people to stay home, I think, you know, our, our employers out there should really take precautions. Oh, no, absolutely. Shahid Abadal, let's leave it at that. All of the very best and shukran so much for your time. Enjoy your leave, sir. 
Thank you very much, uh, Golam Shukran, and uh, all the best to you and uh, you know the guys at the VOC, the management team, and uh, I hope you guys have a, a good uh, holiday, or some of you at least. Uh, yeah, some. Uh, very festive, yeah. <laughs> Enjoy it, Shahid. Salaamu Alaikum. Assalamu Alaikum. Wa Alaikum Salaam wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. Our labor expert here on breakfast talking to us about the employers and employees and their obligations during COVID-19, especially now that we hit the second wave.